Hello and welcome to episode 125 of the Rollo and Slappy Show. Today's episode is uh, December 31st, 2018. I am Rollo McFlugel and with me is Slappy Jones 2 and we are both from McFlugel.com. Show notes page is McFlugel.com slash 125 where you'll be able to find uh, links to some of the things we talk about. Subscribe to the podcast and check out LibertyMugs.com. We've added some some cool stuff there recently so go make sure and check that out hope you had a great christmas and uh hope that your new year is going to be good as well and uh thanks for having the uh, tail end of the year with us so with that i'm going to hand it over to slappy and he's going to introduce our episode topic thank you rallo thank you everyone for listening um today's topic we're going to talk about um I guess he's a big topic in our circles is Stefan Molyneux. Um, He's a guy who years ago, and I guess this has become somewhat cliche, but years ago he really did open my mind a lot and challenge me and I really liked him. And then the whole Trump thing happened and you're kind of thinking like, what the hell happened to this guy? Um, Well, he's got a lot to say as usual and uh, we want to talk about it. So (laughs) Rallo, I know you've been sending texts with some of his tweets recently What's he? Uh, what's he doing over there? Yeah, it looks like he's going uh, head first into the racial IQ kind of thing, uh, among other things. He's been—I don't know. Like you said, I guess to set this up a little bit. Like you said, he was—I was never really into him. Yeah, I was never a big Molyneux guy, but I would listen to him and be like, "Wow!" Like he, you know, he would open my mind a lot, make me think about things, and I—I I really liked that or respected that. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and I just wanted to, to set it up with saying that he did bring a lot of people to libertarianism and anarchism, and that's a great thing. Uh, but even a lot of the and and with that came a lot of uh, the cold of personality type things. So uh, yeah, the uh, the Steph bot, particularly lot, with him. Yeah, a lot of us know I mean, he has like disciples. Yeah, but at the same time, to a lot of people's credit, once he started getting weird, they've been acknowledging that and turning away from him too so he has lost a lot of of people i don't want to say it's been a huge significant portion of people who yeah. follow. i mean him. the guy's pretty successful in this world so right. you know give him credit where it's due i guess but yeah and he still does have some good things to say um the most most of the times i hear hear him because i don't go out of my way to to watch him or listen to him is when he goes on the Tom Woods show. And normally when he's on the Tom Woods show, he's saying good good stuff. Yeah. Whether it's about the scam that is the education system and college system today, or maybe some, some of the uh, culture stuff. He, he has some decent things to say. And he's also good with the peaceful parenting. Yeah. And like we were saying before we went on, um, a lot of the stuff he says, even the stuff we think is absolutely ridiculous or at least comes across that way. There's like usually some grain of truth. He's just kind of missing the mark. And what we would say is him missing the mark. So I think we'll get into that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so but that said, it doesn't make him say some some really egregious things. So, oh, he's brutal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, This is not an endorsement. I don't. Yeah. yeah. The the thing that really kind of made me think that he's turned into something crazy was this was, I don't even know how long ago it was, but I happened to come across a video of his where he was, the video was about um, that women who wear makeup are liars. And he was being like dead serious about it because they're, they're hiding what they really look like. And so like somehow that's like unfair to men because I guess that can't be what he's saying. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, it was. Absurd. I'm sure it was. It just, it's like, what was like, is there some kind of point he was trying to make that just didn't come out right? No, <laughs> even, even the guest that he had on was, was kind of like nervously laughing and had that like, uh, wait, are you serious? Kind of, kind of reactions to it. Um, wow. I'll see if I can dig it up for the show notes. Uh, because it, it, it it's absolutely absurd. And that's when I was kind of like, oh, man, this, guy, this guy's really jumped the shark. That he's... Uh, because it, And it's one of those things where there's there's plenty of times, especially with the whole feminism thing and, and all the, the BLM type stuff that um, there's backlash against, 
you know, men, white people, straight people, and it's ridiculous. But that doesn't give you license to start basically doing the same thing back to them. Right. It's like this is I mean, if it's wrong, if yeah, if one side's not right for doing it, then why would you be right for doing it? Right. Um, so that was kind of a guess who just joined the podcast and is chewing on wires. Rallo. Yeah. Also the cat. Mm. All right. So I, I knocked him off. The other thing, and, and this was um this was another one that that was really funny about him was during the elections when he made a video about uh <laughs> I think I know which one you're talking yeah. about. So he was always against like like we said before, he was he was someone that brought a lot of people to anarcho capitalism. His big thing was was talking about the the myth of the state. And uh-huh. how, you know, even though they say it's a democracy and it's, you know, you get to vote and, and you can be part of the government and decision making that you're, you know, it's paraphrasing him. It's a big club that you're in, but you're not in it. You're not in it. Um, so, it, yeah, and he did a, a de- pretty decent job with explaining all that stuff. And then he comes out during the uh, presidential election saying that this is the most important election of our lifetime and uh, it is your duty to go out and vote for Trump over Hillary yes. Clinton. And it was just like, man, you just... And just imagine where we'd be if Hillary had won. How yeah. bad it would be. Yeah. yeah. But like, how do you... How do you take... like he? It kind of means he takes all of it back. Exactly. All the stuff against the state he had to say because now all of a sudden, well, this one time, this one time we gotta, you know, I mean, that that means you you are part of this. <laughs> it's just a it's right. A Literally every single presidential election that I've, at least that I've been able to vote in, has been the most important election of our lifetimes. Right. What's going to happen in in 2020 when it's Donald Trump's running for re-election against Elizabeth Warren or something? Yeah, it's going to be the same thing. Or uh-huh. you know, maybe Alexandria Ocasio Cortez runs in a couple of years, and you know if if we thought that the that it was going to be terrible if Hillary Hillary Clinton got in, imagine if if this woman gets in. And like, remember Gore versus Bush, and uh, I guess Kerry versus Bush. How brutal that was! Um, and now people are like, "Well, I wish we could have George Bush back." Um, kind of saying it like, "Yeah, he was bad, but now it's really bad." That's what's going to happen. Like ten years, it's not. It's not like in fifteen years people are going to be like, "Wow, things are so great now." Remember back when it was bad when Trump was president? Exactly. It's always going to be the same thing. Whatever election we're on is going to be the most important, and we're always going to remember happier days 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so it is It is a shame to see a guy like Molyneux fall prey to that. Because it's it's you would think that of all the people... Who was so solidly anarchist, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could you could say that he had, you know, the the kind of the cultish following he had was weird and everything and and criticized that, but you know, it's uh, at least he was consistent on stuff, but I mean to me you lose a lot of credibility when you turn around and just And I, did he have some kind of like strange rationalization of why like he's still an anarchist, but you must vote for Trump. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he put the video out, and I made a video in response to it. Well, I'll try to put that in the show notes too. Um, what was weird about that video too was that he said he was talking about uh, people that were, I guess you, yeah, he was he was talking about people that are good people to follow, but saying like it's not enough just to like support and listen to these people. And at that point, he was kind of going, he was leaning into the alt-right a little bit. So he mentioned like Mike Cernovich, mm-hmm. I forget who else. But then he, he even set, brought up like Ann Coulter as like, why why is Ann Coulter like somehow on our side? 
I mean, she's uh, she's certainly better than like a Sean Hannity, but not, not by much. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't read Dan Calder in a long time, and part of the reason I used to be a fan back in my neocon days, um, you know, I couldn't point to anything specific she said recently. So I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't point to her as being on our side. No. Yeah, but it was just it was just funny to see the people that the names he was he was throwing out there. I think that that as kind being of, like people we need to follow or work with or well, not not work with, but like we're important voices. Gotcha. In, in our side, uh, they're just kind of it was strange. That'll be that'll be in the show notes. You can go check that out as part of that video. But um, I want actually. To... I, well, just a, a, another point. I just um, just remembered this as we were talking. You mentioned Ann Coulter, and I know Tom Woods talks about Ann Coulter every now and then for one story. Um, you may know what it is, but she called libertarians pussies because they talk a big game and then never do anything. And uh, Molyneux seems to fit that mold, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's actually pretty funny. Yeah. And I don't think she's really that wrong because anyone who sounds like a libertarian when they get elected immediately folds. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh with with very few exceptions. Right. Um but yeah, I, I there's been some recent tweets that I just wanted to read through a little bit and, and some other stuff just to get your thoughts on it and then we can kinda talk a little bit about it. And kind of kind of theorize about what's going on, but one of the things it's this isn't quite a tweet, but uh, it was part of a video. It was during the uh, the Nike shoe thing with, with the uh, Colin Kaepernick ad. Yeah, which was I don't know, I, probably a mis- I don't know if it was a mistake overall. I haven't been following Nike, um, even during that whole whole thing, yeah, but. There's a there's a video clip of Stefan Molyneux saying that, uh, you know, if, and if you see someone because he's big, he was big on. Uh, uh, what was it called? What was it called when you what did he what word did he say to uh, cut people out of your life? Uh, D the um, was it wasn't it something like that. Yeah. Like, I know I know what you're talking about, but, but whatever he's he's he was big on. um cutting bad people out of your life and i think he took that way overboard with uh because if we if if i did that if i cut people out of my life that were supporters of the state and and had unhealthy views on on things the non-libertarian things that i'd cut out nearly everyone (laughs) yeah um but you know it's it's the idea of it isn't terrible if there's toxic people in your life you know even though it might be painful at first it's probably a good idea to to maybe cut them out a little bit uh, i don't know how permanently or how how severe of a cut you want to do that whether it's maybe don't hang out with them as on as many friday nights um but uh he was saying that all right well if you have a family member or friend that you see wearing nike shoes what you should do is you know sit them down and, and explain why supporting nike based on what they've done isn't isn't a good idea and if and if the facts and logic of that don't convince them to to get rid of their stop wearing nike shoes it's you you cut them out of your life (laughs) (laughs) someone sat me down and talked about my shoes like that i would cut them out of my life for sure i would laugh in their face right i'd be like you're crazy because it's it's very much like that kind of lefty social justice warrior thing of like taking something stupid like you say we're like saying a word that's uh is a is a microaggression or something and it's like can you imagine it's the it would be i would have the same reaction if someone sat me down and said you know using this this word that's completely innocuous and doesn't mean anything bad they said it's actually a microaggression i would laugh in their face probably and it would be the same thing if someone sat me down and and told me that wearing shoe the the shoe i was wearing uh was causing them mental anguish i'd be like you need to get a life and get over yourself unless it was like 
I don't know. Uh, what were you going to I don't tell know of any. Like, what, what, what is his thing? What, like, what didn't he like about it? Is it because he knelt for the flag? Yeah, he didn't like Colin Kaepernick. For kneeling on the national anthem? I, I don't know if it was for that, but I, I, I mean. Did he say, did he, well, he wore like a uh, Che shirt or something? Yeah, he was, uh, I mean, yeah, it, it, that was the whole Colin Kaepernick kneeling for the anthem thing was kind of a a sticky situation just because which it didn't have to be which is one of the frustrating things it's like you to support someone doing something it turns into this thing where it's like you have to agree by supporting one thing they do means that you support every single thing about right. them so it's like i was fine with kaepernick and I thought it was a good thing. I thought it was a great thing. We talked about it on the mm -hmm. podcast. We did. Healing for the national anthem. Uh, he didn't He didn't make like a big stink. He did something quietly. He did it on his own. And he, he just, did it for a couple of weeks before anyone noticed it. Right. He didn't he bring it up in a press conference. like. And it worked know. because people asked him. I said, hey, we saw that you're kneeling for the national anthem. What's up with that? And he said, well, I'm doing it as a protest. I don't think that the police are doing a good job with minorities and how they treat them. All right. I mean, he's using I, I think it's good that athletes use their platform platforms for promoting ideas that they like. I, I have no problem with celebrities with the idea of celebrities doing that. Unfortunately, a lot of these people, especially in Hollywood, have dumb ideas that they that they want to want to do. But you know what? As frustrating as it is, is having to to put up with those people, you know, virtue signaling how much they hate uh Donald Trump for stupid reasons. I wish they, I mean, I wish they would dislike Donald Trump for the reasons we dislike him, but they don't. They dislike him for, for stupid made up stuff or things that don't matter. Right. But I'll, I'm, I'll put, I'll gladly put up with that with those, those idiots for, for the, the good that can come out of it. Um, so yeah, Colin Kaepernick, did a good thing, I thought, but then he also wore a Che shirt, and I and uh, I remember there, there was like a practice or something. Someone took a picture. He was wearing uh, socks that had uh, like a cartoon pig dressed in a in a yeah, police officer yeah, thing, I which that. I thought was pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, and Colin Kaepernick had other other stupid ideas in his head because you know I guess he's more of a a, a progressive type or whatever. And so I guess that meant to a lot of people that you couldn't agree with them on anything, which is, which is poisonous and it's stupid to think, to have that mentality. Agreed. But that happens all the time. And, and it's one of the, the problems among libertarians is that how many times do we, uh, do we come across someone that, uh, that they say something, they like say one something thing and they're out and it's like, Oh, it's terrible. Now there's, there's, there's other things you can, I mean, I'm not saying that consistently any, bad right. and yeah. Yeah. There's, there's certain criteria. There's, certain there's also you have to check in order to be considered yes. a libertarian. If you don't check those boxes, you're not a libertarian. And then there's a lot you can argue about in, in, in right. on a lot of other things. Um, but, but to, uh, to, to go out of your way and, and, to even suggest that it would be anything but laughable to sit someone down about the shoes that they wore, unless this company was doing something like really, well, really egregious. But at that point, well, yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I just think like, I mean, there's companies that I boycott kind of quietly because I don't need to tell everyone about my business decisions, but it's, and it's, I, I get it. Like if it's something you care about and really dislike Nike for whatever reason, then that's your thing. I mean, it's, I guess it's, you can, I guess you could kind of compare it to like, um, things we disagree with. I try to talk about it with people, but I don't like, it's not constant all the time. Well, here's one. I, I, I don't buy Girl Scout cookies because the Girl Scouts are very heavily are involved with Planned Parenthood. And I don't like Planned Parenthood at all. Uh, I think that I think most of this audience, whether or not you like abortion, uh, think abortion's okay or not, don't like Planned Parenthood. So 
so organizations that that have close relationships to Planned Parenthood, and and there's a lot. Yep. Um, uh, but but I, you know, I I try to get some of them, and uh, and the Girl Scouts are one of them. So and and not that I'm always uh, have a lot of opportunities or to buy Girl Scout cookies, but it's something like all right. So the Girl Scouts are are involved with an organization that's very evil. And if someone, if someone came to work and said, Hey, my daughter's in Girl Scouts and she's selling Girl Scout cookies and, and I declined. Um, and they said, well, why, why don't you want to buy the cookies? Which I don't even think this would happen, but let's say it happened that someone would, would get upset that I declined to buy cookies. And I would say, and I would say, well, I, you know, they're, I would explain about Planned Parenthood and why I don't like them. And I wouldn't then say, agree with me on this or else I'm never talking to you again. Cutting you out of my life. Right. And that's something that, you know, Planned Parenthood and the bad stuff they do is uh, pretty objectively worse than anything that Colin Kaepernick and Nike's doing. So, um, yeah. If if I'm not going to throw that sort of hissy fit over that, then uh, because it, and it's not because I don't think it's 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 good. Uh, I'm not trying to be a moral relativist with that. It's just I I under I understand that people have different, you know, subjective cares that they, they care about things more than others, and and it's just not something they think about a lot. That you know, what's Planned Parenthood supporting? And I know because if someone wants to go and and list all the companies that are involved in plan with Planned Parenthood and say, well, do you support these other businesses? I'm, there's probably going to be a lot of them that I do because I don't I, I, <laughs> I'm working with them. That's part of the reason why I wouldn't be so uh, so militant about uh, criticizing people for, for not agreeing with my Girl Scout cookie thing. Right. So uh, let's get another tweet here. Um, well, give me one on like we we kind of talked a little bit about that, but the uh, the IQ stuff. Yeah. There we go. This is a tweet from December twenty eighth of this year, so like two days ago. Well, two days ago from the time of recording. Uh, quote: The housing crash resulted f- from refusing to talk about racial IQ differences. Disparities in racial rates of home ownership were ascribed to racism, and banks were forced to make loans to unqualified minorities. This destroyed the lives of millions of blacks, Hispanics. We must talk, end quote. So what do you think about that, Slappy? <laughs> so had we talked about racial differences, there would not have been a housing crash? <sighs> Is that what he's saying? Well, I mean, the first line is the housing crash resulted from refusing to talk about racial IQ differences. Why so didn't we talk guess, about it? I know. If if only we talked that about... could have saved it. There would have yeah. been no crash if we just would have talked about IQ differences. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of problems with IQ to begin with, and this is going to make me sound postmodernist, but who decides what IQ is and why it's important and how it's measured? Like, what does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not too big of an expert. Yeah, neither all. am I at I, all. It's just it's, it's it's a it's it's a eugenics era kind of social engineering type thing that came out and trying to separate people, um, and trying to measure things and and have high IQs breed with high IQs so the low IQs can work themselves out. Um, natural selection and pretty much everything from that era was total BS. And I think this is another thing too. Um, you know, do you know what your IQ is? No, I don't. I have no idea what mine is. I I don't know how it's measured and how it's determined. Was it from our SATs? Does that give you an IQ or is there some test we took in school? I don't know how this works. I think you actually have to take an IQ test, right? I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so like, do my parents know my IQ and I just never got it from them? Well, you're white, so... Well, so it's obviously high. Right. 
uh, which means, yeah, I guess I'm entitled to more stuff or I can keep people out of my country or something or what, what, like, what does it mean? Well, I guess that means that if you got a toxic loan, then it wouldn't have been a pro we wouldn't have had a housing crash because that's the other thing. I mean, the IQ thing aside, let's, let's say there were racial IQ differences and that I don't know. But, um, I still don't understand like the importance of it though, and maybe I no, should no, read some no, of the just, literature just, because just I don't read. The, it. Yeah, no, I I don't. Uh, yeah, if the if it if it is true that there is IQ differences that are the result of your race, it it wouldn't affect the way I treated people at all. Right, it has nothing to do with anything. So in in my world anyway, like. Like I think, I think what they say, what Molyneux argues, I believe, Asians have the highest, whites second highest, and blacks lowest. Is that what he does? He, he separates the entire world into three races. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if it's three, but I think I ha I I have seen him talk about Asians having. Uh, yeah, I, I say this like I, I don't listen to. It. It's not fair for me to really comment because I don't really listen to him. But I have heard him talk about Asians having the highest. Right. And blacks having the lowest. Mm -hmm. I've heard that. Um, or maybe not the lowest, but lower. I, and I don't know. It's, I don't think it's even fair for me to comment on it because I just don't. I'm like totally ignorant on this topic. It just doesn't. And the reason I'm ignorant on it is because it doesn't matter to me. Right. Like, right. Uh, which well, is I, what yeah. you were saying, right? Like, if yeah, we found well, out that, that African-Americans have a lower IQ than white people. So now what? Yeah. Like, what do we do? Put them in cages? Like, what, what What are we supposed to do? You treat them like you would treat them anyway. If they had higher IQs, who cares? Yeah. Well, for Molyneux, it would mean that we're not, we shouldn't allow loans. Yeah. But, but more, <laughs> he, I think this is all kind of around his immigration positions. It's got to be, but, right? But oh, Mexicans. Where does he put them? Are they low? I uh, yeah, I would I would imagine he puts them all lower than whites. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think that, that all this stuff about IQ and in housing this is the first one I've heard about I racial IQ differences for the housing crash of two thousand eight. Yeah. But I think that's all just kind of posturing to so he can he can kinda of all point everything to the immigration issue and, and say why it would be a disaster to to allow these low IQ people into the country. Cause that's, that's what it all is. And, but even still, I mean, how do you, what do you do? Oh, okay. Let's say that, that a lot of immigrants or prospective immigrants coming to the United States have lower IQs. I mean, does that mean you, you take the guns of government and say, you're not allowed to come in? I mean, I say no. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm guessing that's what his point is, though. Like, his point is my guess, again, this is a total guess, is if we let these stupid people in, they're going to ruin the country and they're going to be wealth on welfare and they're just going to destroy everything. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah I might not show. like government, but we have government. Yeah. And we were using it defensively here. Yeah. So, therefore, since I don't like in... it and I'm morally against it, I should use it. Right. Yeah. And and while he's claiming it's defensive for him and and the country, it's completely offensive um, to the people he's using it against. Right. Because because just having a lower IQ does not mean that you're being aggressive or causing causing harm. It's it's like that's well, that's pretty rough to to suggest what Molyneux is is suggesting there. Um, what was the uh, Oh, that's right. He he also has this. I think he's got like this documentary coming out because he spent some time in Poland because apparently they have a very um, homogenous white Polish society over there. Yeah. And he's saying that, you know, that it's a great country and everyone gets along really well. There's no he's like, oh, I didn't see any crime and everything. And so the clip I saw from it, I think it's towards the end of it where he's uh, he's walking around in the snow. So it's kind of funny that it's like he's surrounded by white he's <laughs> outside in the snow in kind of like a woodsy area. Mm -hmm. But uh, he's kind of saying that, you know, 
I'm not saying that I'm an, uh, a, a, a white nationalist, but I think he had another video where he was. Yeah, he did have another video where he was saying this too. It might have been about Poland or somewhere in Europe. But he's like, I'm not saying I'm a white nationalist, but facts are facts. And I mean, I, I go over here and come into the country and I don't see crime and uh, I see people, happy people getting along together and they're all white. You know, I can't argue with facts. And so while he's not coming out directly and saying that he supports, you know, I don't want to call him a white nationalist because that that's a pretty loaded term. And uh, it means different things to different people. But he's but I will say he's uh, he's he's very heavily flirting with the idea of uh, a, a white a homogenous white society, whatever that means. Because uh, white in Poland means a whole lot different than white in the United States. Yeah. Yeah, I but, think there's something, too. Like, if you took out, like, the four four major cities in the United States, it's a very low crime right here, too. Yeah, but even still, I mean, we're from the Philadelphia area. We can walk around Philly, and there's not, like, there's not crime all around us. There's, there's yeah, bad fact, areas In fact, you could walk through Philly and not see any crime, too. And it's and it's an extremely diverse city. Yep. I mean, I remember there was a a, a friend of mine when I was in college. He was uh, he was from Egypt, and I was talking to him, and uh, he was like so impressed with Philadelphia. So he's like, "Man, you you go around that city, and there's there's a block full of there's like a Jewish block, and then you walk to the next block, and it's it's like it's black people, and then you go to the next block, it's Muslims, and then the next block it's someone else, and everyone gets gets along. It's crazy." And so, you know, it, it's it's funny to hear guys like Malnu talking about, you know, the this homogenous society, how how well it goes, they get along together. But we, there's not like race wars in the U.S. I mean, you can go on Twitter and find the, the we'll crazy find some idiots, yeah. yeah. And we can say that, uh, or you can find the find a, a news. I remember there was a. Really, wasn't this like a couple of years ago? There were like a, a couple of black teenagers like grabbed this, uh, like, uh, someone with uh, like a mental illness. Yes, was a Trump supporter yes. and was like terrorizing him. It was, it was like in like was, Chicago. It was pretty bad. Yeah, it was awful. But to say like, oh, this is this is the society that we have. This is you know the terrible yeah, completely race true. relations that it's it's racist against whites, and this is the terrorism that we have to deal with. I mean, to sit to suggest that, or to suggest that the the entire world is any, or the the country is anything like that, would you would have to uh, take these stories of shootings and say, look at this horrible gun crisis we have. It's the same thing. So you can't you can't have one but not the other. And so of course there's and in both cases there's isolated incidents of problems there, but let's not act like the vast majority of people don't uh, get along. Right. Because they're a certain race living among other people that there's there's problems the same way that because someone owns a gun that he's probably gonna go and go on a shooting rampage. It's absurd. And I challenge, and, and there's certain areas like I've been in, in, in parts of Philadelphia where I'm driving around and you can tell that I don't belong there. <laughs> and it's like, you get the looks, but, but they're, they're isolated areas. And I know not to go there if I don't absolutely have to be there. Um, and again, that happened, but I got, I got dirty looks. No, no one stuck a gun in my ribs or anything. So it's it's I, I don't I don't see it as this huge problem. But let's I, I still want to talk about this this housing thing, this housing crash, because even if we take even if we say that there are racial IQ problems, and that's another thing I want to just bring up about the the racial IQ differences, because I've heard a good uh, good the best retort rebuttal I've heard about the racial IQ differences. It's, it's not race. Race isn't like your, your predictor necessarily for uh, these apparent IQ differences. 
it's it's more that's more of like the symptom the the issue the better predictor of iq is wealth historical wealth in your community family or society because if you're wealthy you're able to get better education you'll be able to get better nutrition and if if you're getting malnourished, your body and your brain are not functioning well. Right. And when your body and your brain aren't functioning well, like when you're when you're finding a mate, you're getting married, you know, people who people who look better, people who are more intelligent tend to be able to choose mates of that same kind of a uh, class for better for lack of a better term. So it's kind of a, a the self-fulfilling prophecy or it, it's, it's a feedback loop that people who are successful and, and wealthy and therefore nourish well are going to be having families and creating children with similar types of people. So that bloodline is going to, to achieve those similar results. Whereas societies that, don't have good nutrition, don't have wealth. They don't have access to, to things that make their lives better, that they're, it, it makes sense that they're, that they're going to struggle, uh, with the other development things. And that's not because of their race. That doesn't doom like that doesn't because you're black, like they're not permanently doomed to a lower IQ because they're black. Right. And I'm pretty sure though, that Molyneux would like, probably agree with you there right he might um, I, I think he would because he i th- i'm pretty sure i've heard him say like yeah it's not true there are black people who have higher iqs than some white people but on the whole and if we're letting these people in you know they're coming from poorer countries so therefore they have a lower iq or whatever sure but even still he's i mean if, and I if, said that if wanted to if you want to talk about the IQ differences, then you need to break it up. Not well, by, I completely I mean, agree. And I don't know what he would say. Like, I don't I don't know if that's what he says. That's just what I imagine he'd say, uh, because you're you're crazy if you say, like, every white guy has a higher IQ than every. Black yeah. Guy. Oh, yeah. Like, he doesn't make certain, sense. He's not that bad. Yeah. He, no. I mean, bad. I don't even think like the worst of the worst are that bad. Like, you can't be that you can't that's just absurd right um so i uh, yeah i i so i think he would probably agree and be like this is my guess okay fine but these people are coming from poor countries therefore they have lower iqs and we know this and we're letting them in anyway and they're just gonna destroy the country or something right but then we'll go back to what we said a few minutes ago how it's like a lot it's not going to change the way i treat someone because they're still human beings Correct. And uh, the best way to actually the best way to help them get out of their their uh, apparent low IQ rut is to get them better opportunities and to get them in a society where private property rights are better respected because that's the problem and and, and these in these societies that are impoverished it's because people don't have uh, aren't able to secure their pr- private property rights well. Mm-hmm. Because any society, societies are, are gaining productivity and wealth when people are able to hold private property. Um, because it, that's, that's what helps them lower their time preference and save and, and, uh, and, and produce more in the long run. Right. Um, but yeah, let's go back to this, uh, this racial IQ homeownership thing. Because even if we accept that there are racial IQ differences and that somehow it matters with buying a home, to say that like that's what caused the housing crash is because we're giving low IQ people mortgages and the, the people of uh, who are black and Hispanic with low IQs mortgages is like that would be like saying that uh, looking at a, a an obese person and saying that the reason that they're obese is because they're putting uh, chocolate syrup on the big ice cream sundae that they ate every night. It's like, yeah, it, it might be true that the government said, "Oh, these uh, minorities aren't getting aren't getting mortgages because banks are racist, so we should uh, 
we should make sure that minorities are getting getting put in the homes and making sure that there's no racism happening there in in the in the mortgage industry but <laughs> let's not act like they were the only people getting taking terrible loans on because i don't think you i mean i don't know is is that is that a demographic big enough to crash the housing market like that because you know i don't know that that uh it it, it seemed like a very much of a like a middle class problem too yeah i mean you know in back in 2000 early 2000s i remember people buying jersey shore homes for stupid numbers right like numbers that made no sense yeah um, yeah and and it wasn't the uh like your minimum wage black or hispanic was going out making those purchases right now they they very well have been buying homes that were that they couldn't afford but you know it it wasn't it was your middle class guy who was going out and buying a seven hundred thousand dollar home right thinking yeah. that he was going to be able to flip it in a year for eight hundred thousand or nine hundred thousand. Yeah. Well, you had Barney Frank in Congress saying real estate is different than other assets because it always goes up. Yeah, I mean, he said that in like two thousand five or something. Right. Yeah, I I would imagine that Barney Frank has a pretty high IQ, but that was pretty <laughs> definitely. <stupid. laughs> so it's just like, yeah, Malnu may have a couple. He may be factually correct that uh, that minorities were getting loans they shouldn't have, right? Or otherwise wouldn't have without certain laws. I don't yes. want to say shouldn't have. I right. mean, anyone can loan anyone. But it's just absurd. It's absolutely absurd to point to that and say that caused the housing crash. Like, and have we just talked about IQs amongst race? It would not have happened. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I don't even want to say what I want to say, but it's. I'll just say this. I, I don't even know how to put it. I don't know if you if you understand what I'm hemming and hauling about here. But you don't think my IQ is high enough? Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you if you uh, had a tractor in your garage, you would get it. No, I do not. Has there been any studies on tractors and IQs? Yeah, but only. I mean, if you if your IQ was high enough, you'd be aware of it. Okay. What I'm trying, to, I guess, what I'm trying to to say, it's it's really tough to look at a tweet like that and defend Molyneux, uh and saying that. Yeah, I think he's wrong, but. Uh, let's not act like he's being a racist here because it's uh, that's why I, I don't want to say that because I, I hate ever. Well, I don't like ever card. assigning motivations to people because I don't know right. what they think, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I've been in situations like this, too, where you're like, wait, what? Like, wh where are you coming from? Yeah. And then I think there's another question. I Well, you know, well, because and, and the reason I say that more is because it's not it's it's not. It's the kind of these are the, like the connect and and the video on Poland that he did. It, these are the connect. He's never coming out and saying anything overt where you could easily pin it on him. But it's like the connect. These are like the canaries in the coal mine. So I'm not going to be surprised if he comes out later on and it's just and he just goes way over the top with stuff. But it's like he's wrong about his association with racial IQ differences in the housing crash. That doesn't mean that he's guilty of racism, but uh, well, but if he's like, when that's the only thing he's bringing up, and he seems very motivated by bringing it, it makes it difficult. Well, to, and it's also like, um, I don't know what am I trying to say. It's like, so what? The guy's a racist. Great. Now we know he's racist. Who cares? Right. Well, I mean, the only thing that I mean, it would just. If if he were a racist and someone's a racist, then you can just it it really hurts their ability to make an argument because you could just say, "Well, <laughs> you're just motivated by hatred." So 
it you can it, it makes it right. easier to throw throw someone's I guess. Yeah. I mean I think he's yeah, well, that's fine. I don't need to defend any racists. I'm not trying to defend racists. No, I'm and I'm not saying, I'm not saying like, he is I a think racist. his arguments suck anyway. Right. I'm not saying he is a racist. Like, it's give just... him the benefit of the doubt, and he still sucks. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm not saying he's a racist. Yeah. I'm just saying that it's... It's... It's just... It's it's getting weird. Yeah. It's getting I mean, really weird, and, and it's like, dude... Look at the. Uh, I mean, I don't I know do how you don't think, take a step back and if, say if what whatever. Like, it always depends on your definition of racism. I mean, some people think like pointing out differences in culture means you're racist. Right. I mean, he's actually saying certain races have lower IQs and therefore can't function in society. I believe. I mean, that is the definition of racist. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He thinks certain races are dumber than others. Yeah. And and can't like function like can't live together. Right. I'm pretty sure that's what he says. I, I don't know. Again, I don't know that for sure. If he doesn't say that, please correct me. No, um, I think that's that's in a nutshell. I mean, that is racism. You mm-hmm. don't have to dance around it. That's what it is. Right. So, you know, <laughs> what you know? There you go. <laughs> like, I don't like Stefan Molyneux. I think he, <laughs> he annoys the hell out of me for a million reasons. So throw that one in there too. Yeah. Like, so let's 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 jump to another tweet, another race one. So he's got this uh, um, a uh, hypothetical conversation between a professor and a doctor. So quote: Professor, race is a social contract. Doctor, great. Then we can give you an organ donation from a different race. Professor, hell no. That's just something I say so I can get paid. End quote. So that's not exactly hypothetical because there's apparently some professor in Iceland that was, I don't know. I don't know if he's like a social justice warrior or something, but he didn't want or he, he couldn't get a, uh, an organ donation that he needed from some like a, a black immigrant group or something. Mm. But um, yeah, that's, that's, and people people called him out on this right away. I don't think I I don't think I saw like one response that uh, that was defending him. But he was, and this is kind of where it you start getting in trouble for for doing caring so much about race because it's like he he confused blood type and race. It sounds like, <laughs> which is like that's that's a. That's a tough one. It's a it's a tough one to uh, to come back from. And and this is this is I think a good example of what I think is kind of motivating, or I don't want to not motivate, uh, but w- what I think is kind of going on is that. And I think this this happens with a lot of libertarians. I used to write about this kind of a lot with the. Um, I think as libertarians, we tend to have good arguments. And a good understanding of of how the world works, maybe a little better than than who we might call the normies, just because they normally don't think about it. It's not because they're stupid, um, because it's something that they've never challenged. Because why why would you challenge these ideas that we do? So they are stupid, but it's not because they're normies. Yeah, it's just it's ignorance. It's like I'm stupid about. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just you know whatever. Yeah, I know. Continue. I'm I'm stupid or ignorant about plenty of things I I don't know about. Yeah, yeah, same um, here. As like I would, I would walk the topic in. we're talking about, so I kind of feel like an idiot even talking about it. Yeah. Oh well, we're we're in it. Yeah, we're in it. Um, but we get people get used to being right all the time, and especially Malano, he's got a uh, he's got a big following that you know he's he's written a couple books. He has the uh, I know I don't know anything about it, but. Uh, his little his theory like universally preferential behavior or something UB or U uh UPB okay I guess but you know he's got a he's very used to just being right and so I think that's something that that kind of poisons people's brains a little bit is that they're so used to, to being right 
that they just assume that whatever they think of, whatever comes at, whatever pops in their head and they think about and that they spit out means that it's, they're correct just because, well, I have all, I have all these facts. I understand all these other things that, so how can I come up with something, something incorrect if I know all these basic things? Um, I, I see no other way because I don't want to, I don't want to sit, it'd be too, it'd be way too easy to just say that he's evil. Right. Or that he's, you know, that he's a fed. He's out there as a, like a disinformation campaign from the government. I mean, that that's, it's too easy to say that. So, but I, I don't, I don't know of anything else other than just, because I see it happen with other people too. People, you know, way less influential and popular than Malno. I mean, you can go on the internet and uh, it's very easy to find stupid social justice warriors that say that, uh, that women, that men, being a man and a woman is a social contra construct and it has no, and that's the only basis for it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you, like you tear them apart. Like you can be an idiot. You can be an absolute idiot and tear that argument apart. Uh, because it's, it's like obvious. <laughs> so when you're used to going after those people, um, especially the, the leftists, the social justice warriors, the progressives, um, you just, you just get used to just being reactionary to them, that whatever they say is stupid and wrong. So therefore I can just kind of disagree with them and I'm going to be right. And I think that this whole, you know, jumping on the, uh, the immigration thing and, and the race stuff that the progressives do, it's just easy for, for these people to just grab on and say the opposite. I mean, if you transported Malnu back to, uh, you know, 20 years ago or longer when, uh, when Clinton's administration, I think Clinton's administration was, uh, was not very friendly to towards immigration or we're just saying, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was not. Yeah. They were just saying the same exact things that Republicans of today are saying. Yeah that you transport Malnu back back then that these progressives were saying that no we need to secure the border and and not let people in that are going to be harming the country i mean because it's because it's a a, a, a progressive saying that would he say no we need to let anyone in who can who can get in here and blah 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 yeah it's uh, with guys like Malanu, there's almost there's never I don't think I've ever seen him. And again, I don't really follow him very closely, but I think it would be a big deal if he uh, let the the progressive score a point or acknowledge that they make a good point. Right. So. That's kind of my theory, my big brain theory on why. uh <laughs> why these people are like this. And here's another, here's another Malnu tweet quote. The Muslim slave trade was 200 times the American slave trade. Muslims castrated slave boys, white Christians fought to end slavery worldwide. Muslims as a whole have yet to apologize for slavery. Some Muslims still practice slavery, white guilt, frack off. We're done. End quote. Um, uh, Again, I I, I, I'll assume all his numbers are correct and all his 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 data points are there. But why do Muslims as a whole have to apologize for slavery? One that because I'm sure you'd say I had I don't have to apologize for slavery. I didn't exactly. own the slaves. Um, Has Malnu apologized for white slave ownership? Secondly, just because there was a large like let's just assume what did he say like Muslim slavery was way higher. Yeah, so it was 200 times the American Why slave. Why the slave. hell would an American slave care what the Muslim slaves are doing? Like, I thought we're individuals, not collectivists. Right. Like, one person's a slave. That's pretty bad for that person. Yeah. Like, are you going to feel – so there's, there's 10 slaves in, in your town. You go, yeah, but in Libya, there's like like thousands. Right. doesn't change anything for the 10 who are slaves in your town. Yeah, and it's just – it's a shame because I guess the point is that he's saying that, you know, white guilt – over slavery is stupid, but he's not 
He's it's not keeping. It's, it's not an even field playing field. Right. So it's just again, it's uh, you know you want to make certain arguments. It's fine. You know, I'm I'm not against fighting against the idea of uh, white guilt. Although I don't really spend my time caring about that because I don't have it. And mm, I think it's, right. you know, Likewise. It's, it's stupid. I don't care about people who, who do think white guilt is a thing. Yeah. I don't, they don't care. affect my life at all, but okay. You know, if you want to go after that, because you think you might save some people from, from going down that, that path, um, that's fine. But like, man, don't have just blatantly stupid arguments. Yeah, read that one again. The Muslim slave trade was 200 times the American slave trade. Muslims castrated slave boys. White Christians fought to end slavery worldwide. Muslims as a whole have yet to apologize for slavery. Some Muslims still practice slavery. White guilt? Frack right off. We're done. Yeah, well, so it's kind of interesting, though, that he'll take, like, I'm sure the British had slaves. And there's probably slaves all over Europe. Um, so he's comparing, and I, he doesn't say what time period. So are we comparing? I mean, I know the Romans had slaves. Do they count? Um, like what Muslims? I mean, there's a lot of Muslims all over the world. There's only Americans in America. Yeah, I, it's. Um, are we talking about during the same time period? I guess it doesn't say. And he's not talking about where these Muslim slave trade is or whatever. And um, what else was I going to say yeah. about that? I don't know. I guess I guess he's trying to say that that you know there's all this there's white guilt and yeah, which I got criticized. This. Meanwhile, these same people like love Muslims and everything. Oh, all right. I totally missed that. But still, it's like. Yeah, all right, whatever. I, I missed that. I didn't get. I didn't pick that up. But yeah. whatever. Like white guilt. I don't. I don't feel guilty for something I didn't do. Yeah. Um, like I, I don't know. And I don't think that these. I don't, also don't feel pride for things I didn't do. Right. Let's see. We have another one. That's kind of. I don't know. Like I don't. I don't brag that that. Um, as he says, Christians fought to end slavery. There's plenty of Christian slave owners too. Right. It's yeah. I mean, I've you know whatever. Yeah. It's just just I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it. Right. No, and that is one of the things where it's it's that's part of the problem with trying to argue with these things. It's because there is some. It, it's it's so emotional and so easy to just get like, well, you're you're saying you don't care about Muslims having slaves? Well, no, <laughs> I didn't say that. Right? Like, I but, think Muslim slaves are wrong too. Yeah, if that matters, <laughs> like, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just kind of silly, and that's that's why I don't care about fighting the culture war really that much because. It just it's it's so hairy and because you want to commit cultural suicide. Yes, and I want to have. What, is that what people say? I know I I got that from somewhere. I didn't make that up. Oh, I don't even know. No. But you want um, lots of welfare. Yeah. Well, welfare for getting tractors. Okay. I support that. For for everyone getting tractors or you, just me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, come on. I'm not. I'm not trying to commit cultural suicide here. Right. Gotcha. So I don't know. Um, I have another couple other quotes, but they're also just stupid and and the same thing. Yeah. So I guess if um, anyone listening really likes Molyneux, I uh, we're gonna put it out there. If you feel like if you feel like having a conversation, I don't feel like getting lectured to, but I'll, I'll certainly hear you out for your reasonings, reason reasoning on why you agree with him or why you think he's right. I'd be happy to listen. Um, I think Rollo would be. I don't yeah. know. Maybe not. Maybe that'll be a slappy solo episode. 
but uh, feel free to come on because I really don't listen to them. I haven't listened to them in years. Uh, so I really don't know. I am a little, I, I'm, you know, fully fine with saying I was wrong in something I said because I don't really know. I just, it, it doesn't interest me at all because even if, like we said earlier, even if it's true, it doesn't change the way I think about people or treat other people or how they should act because you're, you have a lower IQ does not mean you lose your rights. Right. Yeah. And it is tough to kind of, to sort through a lot of this stuff, especially the last one about the slave tricks. It's like, I mean, slave slavery was a worldwide institution. Like, right. Uh, I don't think people deny that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That doesn't make it right anywhere. Yeah. It's just like the weird thing because like for this, it's like, you're just arguing against a stupid point by people. Yeah. And so it's like, well, why does it? And so to try to fight back against it, it's difficult not to also just end up making the same mistakes they do. Right. In your argument against it, which may be what the point of it is, is to show that Could it's, be. that it's just stupid. Yeah, but, stupid point all around. But whatever. So, uh, do you have a, oh man, we're already in an hour. Yeah. We got to get gonna out. like a 20 minute one. So uh, I actually, <laughs> I thought it would be a short one. Yeah. So do you have a free market success story? Um, I could. Do you have one? No, go go for it. I think you said you had something. Yeah, I got some. I mean, I, I kind of got something. So it was recently Christmas, and I have young children. And we got them one of those wooden tra- – for anyone who has kids, I'm sure you're familiar with these. Um, they're just like wooden train tracks, and that was what my son really wanted. Uh, he wanted a big set with um, – uh, would he? maybe it is called a turntable. But that's what he calls it. I don't know mm-hmm. if it actually is where the train can turn around. Yep. He really wanted that piece, and that was in the set, so he was pretty pumped. But uh, we take all, all the pieces, and um, I'm helping him build the track. And one of the pieces, uh, you know, they, they kind of connect. They have a male-female end. Uh, some of them have two female ends. Some have two male ends. Um but on one of the pieces, the female end wasn't cut out all the way, so you couldn't connect a piece to it. And, uh, you know, we figured we'd just call up and tell them. And they, uh, the company shipped us one, the piece we were missing. Nice. So, you know, it's just a, a little thing that they didn't even have to take my call. I mean, you right. Know, it's a big or they company. could have said, you've got like a drill, right? <laughs> yeah, like just go put a hole in it or they could have said nothing or they could have said it costs you three dollars or whatever yeah um but there was no questions asked it was just sent Uh, (laughs) i could do another one too Uh, another return uh story was on my cell phone messing around with some game and on uh on the iphone they have the thumbprint to confirm right so i accidentally clicked to buy some part of the game for a hundred dollars which I just don't even play games enough to be willing to spend a hundred dollars on it. So I tried to just get out of the game by pushing the home button on my iPhone, but my thumbprint went in and that was confirming a hundred dollar purchase. So I was like, ah, damn it. I just spent a hundred bucks and I don't want to do this. So, uh, I just Googled wherever to go, had to go through, it was through the Apple store. Sent them a message. I just said I did not. I mean, you can look at my history. I don't spend money on games. I just accidentally spent a hundred. I didn't mean to do that. And uh, again, no questions asked. Refunded the hundred dollars on the spot. No problem. Nice. Um, and these are things that. Why is this a free market success? Is that if you talk to critics of capitalism, they talk about only wanting your money. Well, both these companies had my money. Yet they gave it back to me. And, and I even told them, like, I'm not going to spend money. Like, I don't spend money on games. I just spent 100 bucks. Like, you know, the theory that capitalists only care about money, which, you know, I get it. That's why you're in business. Um, and maybe by making that decision, they assume they're going to make more money because I'm going to tell the story on my podcast and people will hear it and like it and whatever. Um, but they had my money and I told them I don't spend money on games. Um Yet they refunded it. They could have just been said, no, sorry, all, all sales are final. 
Right. And they don't. It's it's about customer service because they want you to come back. They want you to have a good feeling. They want you to spend your money there. And I'm more likely to do that knowing that if I make a mistake, they can refund it. So that's yep. all I had. Nah, I think that's good. Yeah. So uh, the show notes page for this is mcflugel.com slash 125. I'll try to remember to throw up the uh, the links to some of the stuff from all new that we were talking about. Um, and uh, check out libertymugs.com. We uh, we posted some uh, some some fun mugs up there. I uh, I finally threw my hat into the uh, Talib Quelly. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. Kind of whole thing. I made a mug about him. So, what do you check. think about his IQ? Um. Yeah, I, I, race aside, I don't, I don't know that. It's, <laughs> I don't know that it's a. Eh, I'm about to say something mean about him, but uh, yeah, no. I'll let the mug. I'll let the mug speak for answer that question. We let our mugs do our talking for us. Yes, yes, we do. Um, and yeah, check it or uh, subscribe to the podcast. Share it with friends. We appreciate it. If you want to give us a, a review, yeah. If you want to give us five stars, we would appreciate it. Yep. So uh, thanks for listening, and uh, enjoy the new year. Hopefully 2019 is a good one. Yeah.